together, okay? This is Uncle Steve telling you, let's unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Our number two. Off and running. Jordan the intern slash the graduate now. I do like, Jordan, do you like uh, what Scott did last Thursday? If we don't agree with you, you're the intern. If we agree with you, you're the graduate. I mean, it's... You want to go with that? It's not my decision. It's not my decision. <laughs> it's so. not your decision. 800-998-1003 is a way to chime into the conversation. That's kind of what it feels like today. It's a conversation sort of day. Throwing out a handful of different things. It's just kind of in, you know, in our heads here. Feel free. We want to hear from you. 800-998-1003. It'd be a draft Thursday, 7 o'clock. ESPN, of course, ESPN Radio will have all that coverage since ESPN has the NBA draft. Um, Jordan, a couple of questions of the day pertaining to some things, including the NBA are. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get to that, um, I know y'all probably already touched about it, but the Pelican Summer League schedule for all those that, you know, didn't hear or didn't oh. see, oh. that schedule was released. So July 9th, they'll be playing Portland. July 11th, they'll be playing Atlanta. July 13th, Washington. And July 15th, LA. So that's the solidified teams right now that the Pelicans will be playing. In summer league, but back to the question of the day, like you were saying, we have two of them, one with the Pelicans. It's NBA draft week, and there are some reports that the Pelicans are willing to trade down. What are your thoughts on what the Pelican? What are your thoughts on what the Pelicans should do with their pick? Mm-hmm. There's been, a, you know, a few um, rumors going on. David Griffith has been talking with national media, um, especially with the Zion related news. So it's very interesting to see what. Um, what draft night is going to be like this Thursday? A lot of opportunities, I would say, for the Pelicans may, might not be that first pick, in my opinion. It might be the other picks in the second round that, that might be moved around. Maybe not for much, but if it's a move to, you know, get them one step closer, any move's a good move. Okay. So you're going to go any, any move. So any move's a good move, you think? I think any move's a good move from where you're standing. I think the best, obviously, I thought the, the highlight, was the Pelicans putting up a great fight, people getting invested. You're seeing maturity out of the young players. That was the my main takeaway from the whole entire season. And then that's what kind of led into not being worried about this draft and hearing the news topping it all off with Zion. Right. Every, every, everything in the organization seemed like it is in an absolutely – Amazing shape, better shape than it's ever been in before. So, okay, that's I'm, gl- the I'm glad why you said it. Okay, I'm glad you said it just like that because if that's the case, then you're bringing up my point. Then are your expectations championship? 
No, not yet. Okay, you understand I think, what I'm getting at? And I know that's right. not what you're trying to do, but I do feel like you're like me a month ago and like a lot of Pels fans. And I'm just kind of removed from it a little bit longer, kind of looking at it for real in terms of just how good are the Pelicans. Like, and I know that it's, it's almost very difficult to say too as well because I don't know the dynamic and, and how this team is with Zion. Like, we literally don't have a game. We don't have a preseason game. We, we got nothing. We don't have five minutes. We don't have a scrimmage that Daniel Salison snuck on his phone that I got to see. Nothing. I got nothing. I, I legitimately don't know. Does he bring the ball up the quarter? They're swinging it around. Is it a pick and roll? Like, I don't know. So it's interesting because I do, th- I do know this. I do think you're going to get 20 plus points. So I can say, okay, 20 points are coming. So does that need for that score ball handler? As much as I thought most of the season. I also take note that during the postseason run, you saw a team that when push came to shove, right, the ball was handled by Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum primarily. I would throw Zion in there, I guess, if they need. And a guy named Jose Alvarado, right? I trusted him what he had to do. So... Do I do I need to move on from Devontae Graham or do I need to bring in quote unquote a point guard, right? To come in and do because I as I said at the end of the season, well Zion can maybe do that. CJ can bring the ball up. Brandon can we keep talking about positionless basketball. I almost feel like several people can bring the ball up the court for the Pelicans if they need. So I'm just trying to figure out just how good we are. Meaning, like, if I'm David Griffin, how good are we? Well, and because to me, if that's out. the yeah. case, then the, the, this draft pick does matter. Because here's the thing I do think they need. Scoring. You can never have enough of it, right? You can never have enough good receivers or running backs in the NFL. Um, y- you better have that. I think you got the leadership. I think you got some buy-in more than we've seen visually. And I, I'm, I'm actually banking on it in my own head. I think Zion's going to have a really good season coming up. I really do. Um... But it's the scoring. I just, I can't not, not think of the finals, not, not think of, cause Wiggins, I mean, he didn't drop 30 or 40 at 14, 17, but it was the timing of those threes. It was Jordan Poole when he was in, like, I think at eight or at 12, you feel you need to go down and get some veteran help. I need somebody that can shoot the basketball. I need somebody that can score at eight or at 12. Or at 10, or whatever. But whoever I pick Thursday in the first round, Jordan, my prerequisite is this. Can you score? Or do you want a defender, Jordan? Because um, I mean, that I, second again, unit, can kinda, you get scored? It kind of goes all back to Zion. It kind of goes all back to Zion. I mean, if if Zion can turn around what he did defensively, because his defense was horrible mm-hmm. when he was – so if he could turn that around, I think the Pelicans have a very, very good defense, one of the best but, – Probably in the right. NBA. And, and remember, it's help now. You have Zion. You have Herb. I, I think Valanciunas is not bad. He can rebound, right? Bi's gotten better in defensive, and so it's not as bad as it was the last time we saw Z. Right. Where good luck playing defense, right? West Bank Rick, thank you for calling us on the show here, sir. How are you? Hey, how y'all doing? Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, I just wanted to make the statement that. uh the reason why we probably wondering how good the team is mm-hmm. because we haven't really had a solid 
foundation since we made a contract with Gentry for four years. Mm -hmm. So I was looking at how the players were and how um, usually when people talk about teams, they always say, well, this this player didn't have three coaches in three years. So we really haven't established what we really can do with the players we have. When you keep changing coaches, we ain't changed the staff. It's just the philosophy of the coaches who come in. And uh, so it's kind of hard for me to give up on certain players when I'm starting to trust the philosophy of the next coach that come in. So now I'm at the point where I want to give that player a chance to develop under that coach. So I, I hear people say, hey, look, we we need to get rid of this player, that player, uh-huh. but I still think we forget that we had three coaches under a lot of these players, and they haven't developed the way they're supposed to develop because of the changes. Fair enough. Uh, to West Bank Rick's point, Jordan, I know you can't hear what he was saying, but he was saying, hey, look, maybe whether it's Jackson Hayes, Kyra Lewis, Devontae Graham, they've only had a, a season with Willie Green, and Rick's bringing up a good point. A lot, some of these players already had two, three coaches, you know, already in their, in their time span. So maybe, to, and it's kind of to your point, Jordan. I, I like the roster. I like how we are. Get back in there. Look, they're working out. We'll see you in September. Maybe, maybe that's kind of how you look at it. Rick, what would you, what would you recommend? Let's say you're, you're pumping gas. You're having lunch this week. You're bumping to David Griffin. He doesn't ask you, but you're going to tell him. What, what suggestion would you give him? Okay. Now I'm, I'm going to say defense. Because Defense. the reason why I picked that is because uh, what Fred Vincent been doing with almost every player that has entered into the Pelicans and left, mm. developed shot. He's been, I ain't going to say he's the best, but he's been doing a great job, in my shot view, doctor. on developing yeah. player shooting. Yeah. That's interesting. So, Rick, thank you for the phone call, man. I appreciate your time. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Yep, for sure. Uh, I like that, Jordan, what he said. Defense, because you got Fred Vincent. Bringing a guy that bringing a guy that can defend, bringing a guy that can sort of help you, and then Fred Vincent will fix his shot enough to give me a little something. Because again, to your point, if I'm only going to use a guy twelve minutes or something less, right along those lines, off that second unit, what's the one immediate area he can impact in right now? Defense. Defense. And if he has some offensive game, we can work. I mean, we saw her get better as the season went on, um, and that's why I was asking you about that because. When I look at that second unit, right, you're going to have some guys I think that can score and it can move and it can do those things. So maybe having a quote-unquote Herb-like player, doesn't have to be Herb, but a guy that can defend on that second unit, that guy that can come off the bench with Alvarado and Hayes and whoever else you want to be bringing off the bench there that can help you, Marshall or whatever, I just – Maybe that's the case, or, or are you still like I kind of feel I, I need a scoring. They can never have enough score. Oh, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of articles the past couple of weeks leading up to the NBA draft, and I think that's what a lot of other you know M- NBA organizations are looking for is that next Herb Jones. I know he wasn't really you know, the the you know the the best rookie. He wasn't the rookie of the year. Yeah, but thanks to all the, the voters same. that just completely overlooked his right. yeah entire season. Right. Now, so now I, every team I, I wants think, a Herb Jones. <laughs> I think I think every team wants a Herb Jones. If you could pick him up later in the draft, yes, I, I think that's a no brainer. But I think there's going to be a lot more people looking for that kind of, I guess, trade or quality that Herb Jones presented. So it might be a little bit. 
tough, but I mean, as you see every year, there's a player that stands out later in the draft that mm-hmm. everybody wants that next. So I, I think it's just kind of one of those things where uh, it's kind of you're your, your prisoner of the moment type thing. So, Soshan, Jeremy Soshan, they have him going to the Thunder right now in one particular mock draft. And that is, um, a player that this is the, the draft profile on him. Okay. He's a, he's out of Baylor, 6'8, freshman, most common. They have him at nine. Okay. Most common. This one particular is his 12 that I'm just reading. But the write-up is his abilities on the defensive end make him a unique option. His versatility gives him the chance to contribute immediately as a positionless big man. It's interesting that I read that based off of, too, what Shemit Dua at Fear the Brown over on Twitter. Again, just he follows this stuff so good. Uh, boot group media, lead writer for Bourbon Street Shots. We had him back on Friday. He tweeted this in the last hour. I know 8 for 12 has been the buzz, but I think trading back to 10 with Washington is a cleaner trade and basically ensures you to get one of either Deang or Sochan. 8 plus Devontae for 10 and KCP, and they lose a construct a contract. That maybe is the way to do that uh, with the Thunder. But the reason I bring that up is because, again, it kind of goes to what we're saying here. That I was going to say going into the break, Jordan, th- there's one team in particular that wouldn't say scares me, I'd say concerns me that I have to beat in seven games. That's Dallas. Like Dallas's size is right. I, I would almost add Dallas or Memphis, comma Dallas. Dallas, comma Memphis. The, the Grizzlies today are not the Grizzlies that the Pels enjoy like ten straight wins against, right? When they had Drew Holiday locking up Ja and all that, and Ja was a rookie and all that. You watched those matchups this past season. The Pels did not look good against those two teams. Am I lying? I mean, they did not. And I think one of the reasons was size. I think size. They, they got guys that can shoot the three, can shoot, but they have size everywhere. And I wonder if a guy like that, you can throw him 6'8". I'm not saying he's 6'10 or something, but 6'8 is better than not. And again, I go back to Jordan. Could he be that Herb-like player that depending on who that second unit is or the you know whatever group you're throwing out there for 12 to 15 minutes a night can be the guy to guard their best defender can still get you something does that make sense like i don't say who else is that like other than herb jones right now take 15 minutes and i'll come back to you here at 130 cuz we're about to go to rafael who is the next best pels defender other than herb jones think about that and let's talk about that at 1.30. Sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Sports Hangover continues next with Rafael Esparza, Mr. Vegas, on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. John, they're back, man. The flies that just won't let you have peace in your kitchen. 
Oh, you must be talking about the little bitty ones. Yes, indeed. Yeah, those are likely fruit flies or grain mm. flies. Fruit flies normally get brought in from produce at yeah. the grocery store. You remember we did this a couple of years ago, and so many people were talking about, man, when y'all were talking about that, we've been having that problem, and you solved it. Yeah, exactly, because it's the solution is not where you think. Mm. It's in the drain. We have a product. You just treat the drains for five nights straight before you go to bed so there's no water in there. The little enzymes go in there, and they eat up all the egg and the larvae and all the debris that's in the drain. And then guess what? No more drain flies. So where can I get this in the New Orleans area? In Metairie, we're located at 3512 Severn Avenue next to the Pepper Mill. On the North Shore, we're at 1417 North Highway 190. That's in the same shopping center as Sherwin-Williams. And on the West Bank, we're at 2500 Lapalco, just past the Harvey Bridge. Because at Pest Stop, we can help you with that. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Your life is mobile. So is your bank. As a state bank and trust company account holder, you can check your balances, view transactions, transfer funds, and pay bills anywhere or anytime with state bank and trust companies' online banking or mobility app. Call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details. State bank and trust company, Cajun Banking, served just the way you like it. Member FDIC. He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosted Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Mr. Rafaela Sparza joins us, as always, on Mondays and Fridays. Sir, good afternoon. How are you? I am doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing well. The U.S. Open came to an end yesterday. Matt Fitzpatrick, his first PGA win. It's a major what the, did the odds have him winning the U.S. Open? He was, I think, I think yesterday he was around a two to one uh, coming in. I think he opened up around anywhere between twenty five to thirty to one. I just feel bad for his directors. I just ripped his name apart, missing that one putt to, to putting into uh, uh, overtime in golf. Uh, that was just brutal watching, but it was a fun watching two young pups. Uh, they were probably maybe in their high school prom a couple of years ago and uh, and getting millions of dollars on that the U.S. Open. What do you make out of the last couple of days with live or live, however you want to pronounce it, the live tour versus the PGA tour? And now Greg Norman coming out over the weekend saying they're going to try to apply for player rankings and all this other stuff here, man. And I mean, what, what do you think it's it's going to fizzle out or do you, is it a legit contender for the PGA? I think it's a legit contender, and if, and this is probably going to sound bad, but I, I'm actually excited for golf news besides, oh, is Tiger Woods going to play Tiger Woods this? Give me something else besides Tiger Woods. I'm glad that we have competition now in the PGA. Granted, those guys just went there for the money, but if they can start getting points and stuff like that, I, I think we might have something uh, competing with the PGA. So I'm actually excited that we're talking about golf instead of, uh, is Tiger Woods going to win the British Open? Hmm. 
Yeah, I hear you, and um, I guess we'll see. Uh, I didn't know that Roy McIlroy became the the face of the PGA in the last two weeks. Huh? Boy, yeah, he did. Boy, he is the face of the PGA. I would say for the past, which is good. They need they need another face uh, out there. So I'm kind of glad that he stepped up. And uh, uh, congrats to uh, McIlroy. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, also, we're we're in our first week without the NBA Finals. No. NFL OTAs, which I know you follow extremely close, Rafael. Oh. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of talk nationally in the NBA or in, amongst NBA people about dynasty, where the Warriors are, and you know the Grizzlies are talking smoke with the Warriors. Draymond's dropping language at the at the parade today. All this other stuff. How much of that goes into your odds making, like health? And all that matters more, or what, what you just saw with your eyes? Uh, for me, it's all about what money comes in when it comes to odds. But for I also look at when I do the odds on what my eyes see. And what my eyes see is Golden State Dynasty, yes. Golden State Young Pumps on the bench and coming back from health, yes. They're going to be around for a, quite a few times. I mean, Poole's probably going to get some money. I think Wiggins might. Day, but if, if Wiggins wants a payday, this is this is his time to get a huge payday. He's got a ring already, but now does he want more rings? I guess it's all going to be determined if he wants to stay or if he wants to go. Uh, they're they're in a great, great, great position, uh, and I would not be shocked if they're uh, they get one or two more rings. I know people think that they're done already, but right. I can see them getting more rings. There's a lot of talk about the Nets here. Does, does Kyrie come back? He wants a lot of money. Um. If that happens and he does stay or doesn't go, where does KD go? Does KD stay there? Regardless, there's some talk of Kyrie to the Knicks now. Yeah, Kyrie to the Knicks, Kyrie to the Lakers, Kyrie. How about making a doctor's appointment? How about that? Uh, if, you, wow. if you're going to make a, a something, but I, I don't. I, if you're if you're the Nets uh, and KD, maybe KD stays because I think people are right. I think he needs to ring win a ring by himself. Uh, with pieces around him, uh, and maybe he he can get that at the Nets. The Nets have the money. Uh, I don't know where where Kyrie goes. I could care less where he goes because I don't think he's the same player anymore. I think he's too much in his head case. Really? Uh, and uh, that I don't think he's the same player we're going to see like we've seen when he was in the Cleveland winning ring. Yeah, uh, I like I said, I just uh, him and and also the talk this weekend of what was it Doc Rivers saying? No, we're we're going to pay James Harden and all that. I just man. Those are contracts and Kyrie Irving and Harden that are in a 250 range. I, that's guaranteed, man. I mean, like th- those are, those are, those are easier to swallow and to move on from if they're young players. Those guys specifically have a lot of, a lot of miles on them. And look, we saw Kyrie when he was allowed to play on road games and, and stuff like that last year. I mean, the guy has an incredible amount of talent, but to your point, when he's ready to play, when he wants to play, and that's all, you know, guaranteed. And you go to James Harden, where the guy couldn't get past anybody in the postseason. What the second he signs that contract, he he's going to get quicker. I that's just tough for me, huh? With the Sixers. Yeah, if I was, if I had to buy stock, uh, I would buy Kyrie before I buy uh, the bearded one. But I would buy Kyrie before I buy Bitcoin right now because that's also tanking as well. But. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd want nothing to do with the bearded one. Uh, he, 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 unless he's going to come out in an amazing, amazing shape, 
Uh, then, then I'll look twice, but right now I don't see, uh, I, he's got too much miles on his bicycle, whatever you want to call it, but the bearded one, I think he's downward. Right. And all of this is because Shams Sharania, um, tweeted earlier today that Kyrie and the Nets are at an impasse and that clears the way for him to test the open market. Lakers and Knicks expected to be the two suitors. Dude, he goes to the Lakers. That, that's going to change a lot of things, right? I mean, you have to put him as one of the favorites right now. No, I don't care who they no, get. That's no, the only way I'm putting no. the Lakers is if they draft Magic Irving Johnson from Michigan State on Thursday. That's the only way I'll make the Lakers even a top three. Actually, I'm glad you're saying that because I'll put college tuition on there. I, I think there would be a team that I would favor to go there. Because, again, you, you do all of this based on health, right? Or do you go on the fact that, look, AD's had a track record of not being healthy. Yeah, I mean, he's got a track record of not being healthy. LeBron's not getting any younger. They have no cap to getting bench players to help them out. No, I want nothing. I'll take the Clippers over. I'll take the Lakers. At least the Clippers have Kawhi coming back. PG should be healthy. Uh, they had guys that had some good quality minutes uh, starting this year. That Now they're probably going to go on the bench. So they have a good deep bench now. I'll take the Clippers over. I'll take the Fakers or Lakers, whatever you want to call them. Oh, the Fakers. All right, I got you. Um, over the weekend, I saw. Uh, it, it, I, I thought I was like a an old photo or something. I, I saw Roman Reigns and I saw Brock Lesnar together, and I saw SummerSlam, and I'm like, oh, that must be an old thing. And kept seeing it over the weekend. And my buddy Josh Bates, SID over at Notre Dame, uh, is texting me. He's like, really? And I'm like. Oh, this, this is, this is a new upcoming pay-per-view with those two again. What, what's happening over there, man? Um, McMahon gets in a little trouble last week, steps aside as acting CEO. There's a little, uh, hush money scandal going on there. And, and now this, this is the best thing to come up with for SummerSlam. I think they had to do this because everyone is hurt. Uh, I text you early. Randy Orton may be done, period. Uh, his back is all jacked up. Uh, Cody, and his dislocated biceps uh, that you, uh, that I never I guess that would never happen to me because I don't have one. Uh, they just everyone's banged up. Unless you're going to get John Cena come in, you had to bring Brock Lesnar in there. I think they, I think Lesnar probably either wins or maybe gets one of the bouts because Roman Reigns is now on a part time uh, a schedule, and uh, when they brought back Lesnar, he's working more shows. So uh, it's the smart thing to do until everyone gets back healthy. But yeah, I, I, it didn't shock me when I saw that. Uh, something somebody just sent listening to our conversation. If Kyrie does go to the Lakers and pairs up with AD, would that make them the most super villain team of super villain teams? Cause I just, I wouldn't know if I call them that. They definitely are the team with the greatest chips on their shoulders. You got LeBron, you know, collecting receipts or lining up receipts. AD can't wait to get back out there. LeBron backing him up over the weekend. Then Kyrie, everyone's against Kyrie. So I mean, <laughs> that team there would be, it would be must watch basketball. It, it, I, I do believe that. It would. And just staying in a wrestling theme, that'd be great for the first press conference. They come yes. out with NWO shirts yes. with the music coming on. Yes. Uh, that'd be fantastic. They would be the most hated team. I think in the NBA, uh, if that did happen, especially in the social media era, they would be one of the most hated NBA teams. Give me a Laker NWO shirt right now. I'm, again, I just it would uh, it would really would be again for me. 
media coverage perspective, from a fan perspective, I, they're playing in 82 sellouts. I mean, <laughs> they will know that, yeah. that happens. <laughs> that is for sure uh, taking place. All right, anyway, uh, WWE, not so real yet real. And at the same time, there were some real fisticuffs over the weekend. Anything stand out to you? Uh, UFC actually had a nice card. There was a lot of blood, a lot of nice knockouts uh, on that one. Uh, we got to see uh, Better Bebe just beat up Joe Smith Jr. in boxing second round. He's going to be up for a big payday. Could he fight uh, uh, Vivido to win and beat Canelo? And would he fight maybe the winner of Canelo and Triple G if he can't get that uh, fight? Uh, he's an up. I shouldn't say upcomer. He's in his thirties, late thirties. But uh, Better Bebe can, can just knock out anyway. 18 straight KOs. He's 18 and 0 with 18 knockouts. Uh, keep an eye out for his next fight. And for Jordan and some of the other hockey fans, because they got nothing else to do tonight. ABC, ESPN, plus seven o'clock. He got the Lightning and Avalanche. It is a 2-0 deficit for the two-time defending NHL Stanley Cup final champions. What, what's the difference here? I was listening earlier this morning on ESPN. One team's younger than the other. Is that basically what's, what you've seen so far? I mean, seven nothing was game two. By Car- uh, yeah, by, uh, I'm not gonna Colorado. throw too much. I'm not gonna put too much into that. Now Tampa Bay's at home. They were down 0-2 uh, to the Rangers when they came back home and, and won a game, and they won that series. So I, I think Tampa wins this one. I still think Colorado wins in six or maybe even seven, but I'll give Tampa game three. Uh, the seven the seven nothing is just you just lost the game. That's how you gotta look at it. Now you're back in your backyard. The defending two time defending champs get the W tonight. Okay. Anything to make out of uh, Goodell testifying Wednesday and Dan Snyder saying, ah, I'm going to decline in this House probe thing? Anything? What's Vegas? Uh, it's just still in the news, and I still think it's in the young process, but uh, well, it is what it is. Okay. I was just kind of saying, how much do you buy, by the way? I just saw this just popped up, so I will ask you, because I won't talk to you again until the draft ends. The Magic are still evaluating all options at number one. Do they trade out of the first round pick? Like, is there to use their? I mean, to me, Jabari Smith is the consensus number one, huh? Or, or I mean, I know I see some people with Chet. I I, I don't know if he's going to be an NBA player, man. I agree. I, if I had to pick, I would pick Smith over uh, uh, Chet just because I, I Chet still needs to gain some weight. I even like Pablo or uh, the other guy from Duke. Uh, I would yeah. pick him over over Chet. But I, it doesn't shock me that Orlando is uh, second-guessing or maybe maybe they trade out of it. It's going to be very interesting what the Pels do. I, I know a lot of mock drafts have this guy coming out of the G League with the Daniels. I'm not a big fan of him. He started off really slow. Uh, I would not be shy. If I was them, I will get the big guy from Memphis. Uh, what's his name? Jalen Duran. I, I like him. Uh, for me, he can rebound and put you some bench, some depth on the bench. Uh, I like him over uh, with what's his name from the G League. Okay, easy enough. Uh, as always, appreciate the time, sir. And I will talk again on Friday. We'll recap the NBA draft. I'm sure you're going to be super duper excited. Oh, and by the way, our favorite sushi place moved down the street. They're renovating what? a new place. Yes, yep, moved wow. down the street off of Washington. I'll um, maybe you and I when it, when they reopen here, we'll uh, we'll go pay them a visit. What do you think? Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, sounds good. Take care, man. Tell everybody hi for me. Take it easy. Yep, right. there he goes. Rafael Spars, a quick break. Uh, we'll rejoin the graduate here. And take your phone calls, 800-998-1003. Marlon favorite at 215. Who would he rather have faced, Brady or Manny? If you have to choose, which one gave him the most anxiety? We'll touch on that next on ESPN New Orleans.
Since 1948, that's 74 years, Valerio Brothers has been in the commercial shrimping and fishing supply business. They carry a large selection of stainless steel shafts up to two and a half inches, but they can also order larger if you like. They also stock two, three, and four blade propellers up to 40 inches, a large selection of shaft coupling, single V-struts, and stainless steel rudders. Now listen to this, Solario Brothers is now stocking rudder blades and rudder shafts so you can make your own rudder. Now carrying stainless steel plate pieces so you can make your own V-strut. A huge selection of stainless steel stern tubes, rudder and shaft shoes, fiberglass tubes, rudder ports, packing boxes, and dripless shaft seals. Stocking tiller arms and rubber cutlass bearings along with a big line of motor mounts. Visit Alario Brothers before the season. That's Alario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego. Visit their website at alariobros.com. Shrimp boats is a common, their sails are inside. Shrimp boats is a common, there's dancing tonight. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! (laughs) Turns out he likes to do it by feel. (laughs) Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. (laughs) They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. There he is, Travis. There he is, Travis, ready to chime into the conversation as Shams this morning reporting that, um, yeah, Knicks and Lakers expected to pursue Kyrie, be the best suitors for him since um, they've apparently reached an impasse. So, I don't know. We'll see how that changes different points of view here as well. Jordan, as we bring you back in, Jordan, the graduate, our questions of the day are? Yeah, it's actually quite simple. One that we brought up earlier in the show, and that has to deal with the NBA draft in your New Orleans Pelicans. Um the NBA draft is one week away, and the reports, there are reports of the Pelicans willing to trade down. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on what the Pelicans should do with their pick? You could comment at ESPN Radio NOLA or call in 800-998-1003. And the other one is about Bart Scott and him talking about the difference between playing against Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. So that got us thinking, Saints fans, what player makes you feel that like this when the Saints play them? Which was, as Bart Scott said, he was, very nervous every time he had to play Peyton Manning. You want to hear that? Let's hear that. Let's hear what he had to say and where uh, this came from. I'm going to talk to Marlon a little bit about this here as well. I'd much rather go against Tom Brady every day of the week than to go against Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. That's how you feel. I, I believe that's how everybody feels. Interesting. I like, like that. You don't fear right. Tom Brady. Like In the heyday, you well, never, ever have I said, let's also point out, I'm so afraid of Tom Brady. That Bart Scott faced both men in the playoffs. 
and you well, beat both of them. You beat you beat both, but you also lost to both. Yeah, but, yeah. So you know what you, you yeah. I'm just saying. You understand I this that, better I, than anybody. I lost as a number one seed to Peyton Manning. That's right. You know, with the Baltimore Ravens. Right, right, right. Right. So it's like Peyton Manning gives you a total sense, a different set of anxiety. <laughs> like you have anxiety. Like you sleep at night. Like damn, I do not want to be the tip. I do not want to be the fish that he said everybody else weak, you know, and you don't want to be the guy that like, ah, ha, ha, I see you, Bart. Yep. This is a fire zone from the left side because Bart is cheating to his blitz. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> He's calling you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Tom Brady was more about Bill Belichick, the entire team, the execution, like them having a game plan. But, but, but Peyton Manning literally. Yellow meant something in the first quarter. It meant something totally different in the second quarter. He's like, yo, 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 he calling left, yellow. Yellow mean we go left. Yeah, yeah, Rex, Rex, yeah, yeah, it's yellow. We go to, yo, so he goes, yellow, yellow. We go, oh, oh, Leo, uh, Leo, Leo, Leo. Or we go, ram, ram, ram. Like, switch it, switch it. Damn. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Peyton, you ain't do what you're supposed to. She's like, ah, it means something uh, different, Bart. Uh, yeah. Like, man, you like, man, my head hurt. You, you feel like you gotta go take an SAT test. Omaha, right? I mean, like when you hear Omaha, you, you just knew what he still to this day and told you what Omaha is. Like, it's almost like I almost got the sense and feel like with Breeze, kill, kill kind of was something. I think if he said it four times, it might have meant something. But I, I can see that. I can't wait to get a defensive tackles perspective as well. I would think a more cerebral person that can pick up the slightest thing. Because Marlon said that before, Jordan, if you remember, where he would look at how the tackle's setting up with this left hand, you know, and all those different aspects of it. But to be able to have a, a quarterback be able to read the field in that short amount of time that well, more often than not, I, I could see that as a defender, like we're, we're doing everything right, but he knows what we're doing before you're doing. It's got to be an uncomfortable feeling. So I can get that. But when you think of those two quarterbacks specifically, and we'll get to the Saints part of this, what was there like, when you think of those two, who would you deem scarier? I would say, I, honestly, I would agree with him. I think Peyton Manning. Well, I think that's just because my dad was always like talking about him. So I think Peyton Manning is the more scarier one because I think he was more of an unknown. Because he know exactly but, where he was going with the ball. Yeah. Uh, again, I think that's one of the things that we got so spoiled that and that one season I was on the sidelines, uh, two seasons with the Saints as the sideline reporter. It's the one thing that just stood out to me with Breeze. It's just when you saw him cooking and working and in the zone, I, I cannot describe how fast an actual NFL play is unless you, and, and we all see it. We see it on TV. We see it in the stands. It somehow is so much faster when I'm on, when I'm on the field and you could just see that there, there is no, Waiting for someone to get open. I mean, you're, you're throwing to a spot and that is, as he would call, time on task, all those different things. But man, when you got to see it from that field level perspective, where the eyes are, um, just left to right, right to left, and then boom, there comes the ball. You just, he, you knew he got you before. You know, I, I could well, see that. I think another reason why. I mean, Tom Brady, and I'm sure this was probably the reason for a lot of Saints fans, if they're thinking about it, who's more scarier. I mean, past couple of years, the Saints have faced Tom Brady a lot, and they were, they've were they been very successful in the regular season. So it doesn't really seem like Tom Brady 
you know, has posed a, a big threat to the Saints. Okay. I guess in, if you're talking about it in general, but it's kind of hard to look at it that way with what the past two years were like with the Saints, um, you know, handing Tom Brady the losses in the regular season. I mean, we know what happened, you know, in the postseason, but at the same time, when I think of Peyton Manning, I just think of, yeah, we beat him in the Super Bowl, but if you remember that game, I mean, it, t- it took a lot for, for the Saints to, to beat Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl. I agree, and I think, look, that's why Vilma was legendary, right? When you take a look at what was it Rex Ryan, uh, Rob Ryan said, uh, not Rob Ryan, Jesus, Pete's, um, I'm thinking of like five defensive coordinators later, two, um, oh, I can't think of the guy's name. Obviously, the guy that got in trouble for the Saints, the defensive coordinator, man, that coached the Super Bowl. My goodness. Oh, you're getting me, you're, 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 you're making me blank now. Exactly. Anyway, that guy said that he out audibled, you know, um, Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl and in that game. So it's interesting when you look at it, uh, to, to that is. So who, who's the player though when it came specifically to Greg Williams. Greg, Greg, Greg Williams. Thank you, um, Roy. Um, who would you say like for me? And again, I'm just thinking of the last 20 years because that's kind of what Jackson. I who. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson for you? When he was, I, I when he was t- with the Rams. Tony Gonzalez was definitely one. I mean, he's in the top five. Now, gr- granted, he's a Hall of Fame tight end. He did that to a lot of people. But, again, I think, to me, my top three will probably be um, division players because you faced them more. I mean, this is an obvious one because it was a lot. Joe Montana is on this list, right? I mean, he's got to be. Top three players to play the Saints that before my time turned. Well, believe me, yeah. Think of like Brady when he's cooking. Think of when Manning was. You know what? You you saw it first. When Drew Brees was throwing for five thousand yards, that's what the Forty Niners' offense looked like. That they kept the Saints from winning the, the the NFC West for years. So I would say Montana definitely is in there. Because, I mean, you just it didn't matter, dude. You could be up whatever. If there was 10 seconds on the clock, he's, he's going to find a way to get the game-winning game tying or game-winning something field goal or touchdown. That's just happening. I'm putting Gonzalez in the top five because, I mean, just knew it. Every single third down, I'm yelling. You're yelling. My dad's yelling. Everyone knew they were going to him on third down except the Saints defense or secondary. I mean, everyone knew it. It was happening. That is definitely a player. Like I said, to me... I, there was a team, but that was because, again, during that time, they were, quote, the greatest show on turf. But, man, I like when you saw, oh, it's Rams week. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you just knew it was coming. Like, Falk, man. I mean, Falk was, to me, unstoppable. I mean, he, good luck. I mean, you knew. I guess I've been, spo- I guess I've been spoiled. Because I don't remember too many players that were, you know, ooh. Oh, I'm no, scamming. Yeah, dude. Gonzalez, like you were saying, I think yeah. that's that's a good one. But Fucking the only that player offense, that I can though. really remember yeah. was Steven Jackson. And whenever he was Steven traded Jackson. around and the Falcons picked him yeah. up, no, I was I... still kind of scared of, about him, even though it was towards the end of his career, because I knew what he can do against the Saints. You know, somebody just texted me this. Would you say, and, and I know the graph may or may not agree, Noodle Arm. Could Noodle Arm be in the top five? Because he legitimately gave the Falcons a chance to win. Could Noodle Arm be one of those players as a Saints fan that you just 
or did you no. think because it was him you looked forward to playing rather than being yeah, afraid? Yeah, I or- mean, I don't. I was never like, oh my god, Matt Ryan has the football; he's going to score game-winning touchdown. Because I, I want to get into that, right? Like, who, what quarterback gives the, the anxiety, or, or just just player? You know, like we're saying, like what as a Saints fan base, like, oh, okay, I'm looking at the calendar. I guess we can almost just do that by looking at the the schedule this year, right? Like when I think of Baltimore, if I'm a Saints fan right now, am I going with Lamar? Or do I feel like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too uh, concerned? I'm, I'm not, Cincinnati. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrow kind of. Joe Burrow scared. Already, already, you got anxiety from Joe Burrow already. I mean, but I mean, I'm not I mean, I'm just, I just know what okay. he can do. Right. But at the same time, he's never played the Saints before. Right. So, any Ve- any any Vegas tight end will give me anxiety right now because the yeah. Saints have the struggle against Vegas here. Um, I just think saying the word Rams gives people anxiety. Or is there like a player, like do you, or just Rams? Like Rams that's is. What I was saying. That's what I'm saying. Steven Jackson was with the Rams, yeah. ran all over the Saints. Yeah. Were like, I think, what, they... Yeah. I think the Rams are the all time <laughs> anxiety team. I wouldn't even say right. By the way, they're also, we're in the same division with the 49ers for many years. <laughs> they kept the Saints. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, there's a history there. What about Vikings? Kirk Cousins? Give me anxiety. That just gets me I think, angry. I think, there's, I think there's more like self-inflicted anxiety. I was going to say no. That just gets me agitated because the one the one game a year the guy looks like Joe Montana happens to be against your team. Yeah, that's how I feel. Seattle ain't nobody there. That's all the home games on the road. Used to be very scary. Arizona's Kyler Murray give you anxiety? No, no, not not at all. I would say could Deshaun Watson, but he. He's likely not going to play when you face Cleveland this year. Yeah, and a, a CBS article actually came out earlier today saying, "Can the Browns undo what the Deshaun Watson trade?" Oh, Literally can they undo it? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Scott Craig again on his way over to Biloxi to promote Restaurant Week, saying Rams receiver Cup or just anybody, <laughs> any Rams receiver, because they have had some good one, right? The greatest show on turf receivers that happen to go into the Hall of Fame. Um you know, Cup and the rest of the guys now that are in there. Pittsburgh, Philly, and San Fran, the other teams on the road this year. Any, anybody else? Mitchell Trubisky. Not at all. Not at all. As a matter of fact, I really, I just hope he's still starting when the, when the Saints take on the. Well, that Steelers. means you should be scared if he's still I'm, starting because he's doing something good. No, actually, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to bet heavily on that game. <laughs> Will you? Yes. I, I am that assured that the Saints can beat Mitch Trubisky. I yes. I am. I am. Okay. Are you? That's the question. Well, you put uh, your money where your mouth is. I know. Well, I wasn't the one that was going to be betting. <laughs> no. All right. Well, you got all the way to November 12th or, or November 13th game day at noon. Can you do it? Henry yeah, Ellard. I, we might do some things. Scott Craig says Henry Ellard gave him uh, anxiety. Henry Ellard. Yeah, uh, like I said, man, uh, there, there's some, there's some players. Let's just, let's have a little bit more fun here. A quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue our discussion here at the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Oh, plastic Jesus. Plastic Jesus. Riding on the dashboard of my car. Well, I'm afraid he'll have to go. He's the magnet turn my radio. If I ever wreck it, it'll leave a scar. 
Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Plus, we're ready to deal on every vehicle in stock or online too at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Remember, we have the all-new Toyota Tundra, totally redesigned and ready for your summer plans. The kids are out of school, and you've got vacation plans. It's the perfect time for something new, and we want your trade, and we're paying top dollar. Greg's got the deal. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa has got your summer deals. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay, Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay, Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Is there a player, Saints fans, that you knew was playing the Saints that week, has played the Saints, or will be playing the Saints this year? That just gives you anxiety. Like Bark Scott says, Peyton Manning gave him. Every time he knew he was playing paid man, it's a different level of, a level of anxiety, even more so than Tom Brady and such. Jay Fowl, Jordan, has sent us a, an image of a player that gives him anxiety. I was, it's funny because before I saw it, I was actually going to say the same player, but Jay Fowl over on Twitter says, Young Way Koo, the Atlanta Falcons. Number one offensive kicker. player for your Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> hey, look. It's kind of scary. He's very good. To each his own and to, to each their own. I just, I'm glad the Saints aren't in a position to basically say they're the best player on their team is their kicker. Not, not, not that you don't need one because believe me, I'm celebrating Will Lutz's back. Even though it did go five for nine in the last mini camp practice, but that's, that's in June, Jordan. That's in June, not September. Question of the day. Are you concerned? No, I'm kidding. We're not concerned about field goal kicking. Jason on Twitter. JBlack504. Michael Haynes for the Falcons. Yep. Yeah, that's probably one of the guys I made that rival. I'm telling you, man, it, it, there probably is a lot more Falcon players I can think of. You know, for sure. Neil, the old Bayou Cajun. Nobody in today's game 
He says, gives him the anxiety. But back in the day, I hated to play Joe Montana. I knew it. I'm telling you, I knew that was coming. Um, with that team, especially with our defense, nobody worries me. With this team, he says, especially with our defense, nobody worries him right now. So right now, nobody gives him that anxiety of, oh, here he comes. Roy, Miami Dolphins superfan, Flipper Anderson. He was a guy that um, definitely put some anxiety into a lot of people. Uh, for sure. Now, Jim Everett did not give us anxiety. I did not say that. Now, Roy, there he is. Roy's probably thinking Tua is going to give us anxiety. Well, he did. He, I just completely skipped over that text. Y'all be scared of Tuna. No, no, we did not. We Tuna? were not did you scared call him Tuna? of t- Tuna. Yeah, his name is Tuna until he actually does something. Oh my goodness! Of all games, too, huh, Jordan? Last season, of all games, for the Saints to literally have to play the flag football team against an NFL team of all games, the Dolphins. Hey, that's the, that's the loophole for, uh, for the Saints fans. That's we didn't have anybody out there to yeah. actually put up a fight. What are you talking? Tua didn't smash us. What game did he watch? I, I he must have watched a different game than me. Must have watched. Uh, he's, like, he's, he's going for what thirteen wins this season. I mean, first off, twenty to three in the smashing. Okay, I mean you won, but you literally didn't even play an NFL. T- I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I understand they wore the uniforms, but when you're playing a guy that literally got fitted that day in the stadium before kickoff, I temper the enthusiasm. I mean, it needed to be more like forty to three. Right, Jordan? Maybe a 40 to 3 beaten and two or through five touchdown passes. Then I would give him a little more credit. Maybe. Uh, oh, oh, I mean, oh, what now? No, I'm just saying there's been, there's been some games where there's definitely been for the Saints where you, you thought you were going to blow them out, but it, it was a lot closer than it should have been. Well, then, so. then if it's the team that you're rooting for, you found a way. <laughs> There's yeah the flip side of the yeah coin. you find a way yeah they found a way to win you know I mean, sometimes things don't go the way you you'd like them to but you you find a way yeah here it is Hall of Fame numbers here from Tua in that game against the Saints in which by the way you scored zero points in the second and three in the fourth I mean just fascinating display of offense Roy. 19 of 26, 198 yards, a whopping 7.6-yard average, uh, a touchdown, a pick, sacked twice, a quarterback rating of 44. I mean, that, let me tell you, against a flag football team, you know, I would be very proud, very proud of, of Tuna's uh, performance that, that day. Against, I'm salty. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you, you do. We, you do sound a little bit salty, but you I don't think know. So? What, there's nothing. To, there's nothing to worry about. Is there anybody on the schedule this year that gets you going? Ugh, not looking forward to seeing them. For uh, the Saints. For I mean, Saints. I think I'm looking forward to seeing the Bengals, but I, I'm not okay. looking forward to seeing like what's in store for the Saints. Yeah. All right, we got it. We got a few weeks before that that game takes place in the regular season, but. You know, I would I say, think... I, I, I would say for, not for the normal reason of, I know he's good, he, it's coming. It's more of the, y- you watch, he's going to be good. Does that make sense? Like, I know if Joe throws for three to four TDs, Jamar Chase catches a couple, they're good. Like, I know that, right? 
I'm talking about to me in the first few games, like when I look at the schedule right now, that dude, the Vikings, it, it's cousins. Like that guy's a bum. But for some reason against the Saints, he turns into Joe Montana. Like that, I'm anxious already about October 2nd, cause that dude on a, uh, well actually, yeah, it's gonna be, be in London. So I guess that's the good thing about it, It'll be across the pond. But they're gonna, he's gonna become like, you know, Winston Churchill over there. He's just gonna throw like five touchdown pass. Like that's, that's the anxiety part of me. You know, it's that, that guy shouldn't be good. But he'll find some way to escape a sack out of the hands of Cam Jordan, you know, hop, skip over some body on the ground in Anyamata, and then I like throw it 40 yards down the field, and it's a touchdown by Jefferson because Matthew slipped on the wet grass or something like that. And, and then he's going to celebrate like he's Joe Blipping Montana. That's why I have anxiety when it comes to that guy. Because he literally acts like he's a top 10 quarterback of all time, and he's not. But it just so happens that some of his best games happen to come against the Saints. Panthers are the, the, the Seahawks are the, is the game that, are the games that scare me the most. Those are the games from last year where, uh, I gotta tell you, I'm win. interrupting you again. The Vikings may be right up there with my hatred for the Falcons. I'm just saying. I, I honestly, I'm serious. I can't stand the Vikings. Like the Falcons are up there. Like who's your second team? Like who, who's the most hated team? For you, who's 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 number one? Is it the Falcons? It was it was the it was the Falcons, but then it was the Panthers for like kind of a long time. The Panthers, because the Panthers, it was always we always got the Saints and Panthers always got in fights during the games. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, they always try to Cam be Newton. Yeah, yeah, I, but I'm talking very... about. Okay, right, that's fine. I asked you the question, you answered it. Who's second? Yeah, I mean it was Atlanta first, and then. Panthers were second. Okay, one and two. All right. What about yeah. right now? Like right now, you can't you can't stand this team. They, they seem to always be on the schedule every oh, year. Oh, it's the Rams. It's the Rams for you. Rams are two easily. Okay. Saints do they, they're chock full of some teams I could care less about right now. <laughs> I'm like, be honest. Now that I look at this season, this may be the uh, take that schedule. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I'm. You know how I feel about little Shawnee McVay. You know how I feel about him. Oh, no, you, I mean, you, you voiced your displeased. The, the greatest offensive, I mean, John Madden has nothing on Sean McVay. Bill Walsh couldn't carry Sean McVay's coffee, did it? I mean, I could be the next Sean McVay if, if I go and carry Dennis Allen's coffee. Well, then you wouldn't because he's a defensive coordinator. McVay's an offensive coordinator. Well, no, I mean, it doesn't matter. I'll no, just it kind of does matter. Up, I'll, be, I'll be the next up and coming. I'm just kid. saying. I mean, the, the greatest offensive minds ain't got nothing. A little Shawnee McVay. Just keep in mind he had to go trade his drafted quarterback. Again, a lot of people could cook in a kitchen and become chefs when they got the best products and utensils and everything else around. And that's how I look at little Shawnee McVay. Like, yeah, I'm not, not, not going to hate they, on the they, guy. They gotta, they gotta Look, I'm not going to hate on the guy. The job of the GM in the organization is to go get the best players available. But I just don't want to hear this guy reinvented football, okay, when literally all they do is go get other people's first-round draft picks, give away all their picks, sign all these free agents, and then they barely won the Super Bowl. And they're I acting the argument, like they're the literally the, the great – Dude, whatever. I'd argue Marks. I'd argue March, the same thing. Argue. I let's argue March and that Rams offense over little Sharney McVay. 
Like, Martz came in and changed things. Like, what what do you look at with the Rams and go, that's game-changing? I'm waiting. Can, can you tell I don't care less about it? I really could, like the I could care. Like the you know what? You're right. I think they've now supplanted, <laughs> at least for right now. There, you're right. I can't stand the guy. I can't. I can't stand them. The guy. Everything. Thank well, you. Good. Take a break. I am. I'm gonna take a break. Drink some water. I'm gonna drink some water. Play some down. sound. I'll do something, and then we'll talk to Marlon, and then we'll come back to you at two thirty. Talk to you later, Goose. There he goes. Jordan the Graduate. Hour two is in the books. We'll be back to the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. At Boost Mobile, you get the power of the iPhone SE when you switch, which means the power to stream your favorite shows, download all the music, the power to FaceTime your ex. It's over. Stop calling me. On second thought, don't call your ex. Get an iPhone SE for just $19.99 when you switch. All on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Phone offer limited to new customers.